will never stop fighting for this planet. planet. celebrating those who dare to be different in the second episode in the series How to Save the Planet. And I'm finding out how the music industry here in the UK is working to create change. Throughout this episode, DJ and radio presenter Erica McCoy, who works for Worldwide FM, is joining me in my quest to show what incredible work this industry is up to. Today is the day of the global climate strikes. The movement inspired by Greta Thunberg, and as you can hear, we are in the heart of central London, joined by 100,000 young people with one message. We need system change, not climate change. Erica is going to make her way through the crowds to record with some labels and founding members of this exciting new movement group, Music Declares Emergency, while I spend the day hosting at the main stage. Hey, my name's Erica McCoy. I'm a broadcaster, writer, presenter, DJ, and the music industry is my industry, and I really want to find out what my industry is doing to make change and make an impact whilst we're in this global crisis that we're in. Fingers crossed, I'll get there. Through all this crowd, it's quite difficult, actually. There's so many people. Um, I'll get there, I'll find that banner, and I'll... I'll bring someone to you so you can also hear what they've got to say. So I'm joined by the people that founded Music Declared Emergency. Do you want to introduce yourselves? I'm Maddie. I am one of the founder members of Music Declared Emergency. I work for a record label and um, Music Declared Emergency is the kind of music industry response to the increasingly desperate climate crisis. My name's Peter Quick from Ninja Tune. Uh, we felt we had to galvanise the music industry to start taking action to encourage artists to speak out and for our businesses to reduce their emissions. But the, the most important thing is that encouraging artists to speak out. At the moment, they're often scared to do that for fear of being criticised for hypocrisy, for flying, etc. So, Maddie, there's been over 2,000 people that have signed up. When did you realise that this was picking up? Well, we asked a few key people to come on board and we got some really good early declarers. Um, a lot of great record labels like Ninja Tune and Full Time Hobby and Excel and Beggar's Banquet. And then uh, uh, some great artists came on board early. We've got bands like the 1975, Idols, Falls, um, who were all nominated for the Mercury Prize. Falls actually did an action for us at the Mercury Prize. They put the No Music on a Dead Planet banner out when they were being photographed for the press. And uh, yeah, and as you can see today, there's loads and loads of uh, record labels and industry people who've striked and they've all made their own banners and it feels like it's a really exciting, growing movement. Maddie, I know on the website there's like a few things that artists, promoters, labels can do. Can you remember off the top of your head some of those things? Those key top tips well, you know what I'm going to introduce you to Kiara who is also part of Music Declares she's really good about 
giving tips for the industry on ways that they can green their practice for the music industry. Hi, I'm Chiara from Music Declares Emergency. Uh, as my day job, I work at a charity called Julie's Bicycle, uh, who have been working with the arts and creative industries for more than 10 years to help them reduce their environmental impacts. One of the most powerful things any artist has is their voice to speak out, uh, raise awareness, make sure people understand and know what's going on and that they don't feel alone in the midst of this climate crisis. But artists are stronger when they can speak out from a place of integrity. So if they feel supported by their industry, that their industry is also taking action to reduce its own environmental impact. And also if they're doing things day to day, um, for every artist that's going to look different, but it might mean asking the venues that they play at to switch over to renewable electricity. It might mean switching to a diet that contains less meat and asking their fans to join them. Um, it could mean a huge number of different things. Okay, so what can a venue do? So we've got like an amazing venue that they're, they're putting out great music, but they really want to make a change and want to be a bit more sustainable. Venues have an opportunity to have a positive impact rather than just minimizing an environmental impact. Um, if we think about venues as sort of places where our communities come together. So again, it's basic things like energy efficiency, uh, reducing or eliminating single-use plastics, but it can also mean putting solar panels on their roof, working with community energy groups. Uh, it might mean switching their food offering to be fully vegan and vegetarian, hosting a community garden and really embedding um, climate change and action on it within their communities. And actually, just on that note, it's something you could be quite proud of as an artist, a venue or a promoter. You can, like, you, something to be proud of. You can, like, you, you could say you're green, like, and people want to support that even more. I think that's important to recognise as well. I think there is a huge movement at the moment in the industry um, and a lot of us are doing a lot but we know that we need to scale it up, we need to do it more and more urgently, uh, it needs to become more and more common practice and also for some things we will need government policy to support us, uh, whether that is more investment into renewable energy, whether it is more investment into public transport infrastructure. That's on your face, we need to turn up the action, I love it. You've got it written on your cheek and it's amazing, let's go. So thank you. We're off to meet Sam Lee, a musician who is a member of Music Declares Emergency. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Mona. Hi, Mona. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. We're doing it for audience. So we're at City University and now we're in a studio, which sounds very lovely in here. Um, the acoustics are quite nice for recording. We're Sam Lee, who is a Mercury-nominated musician and someone who's also very passionate about climate change and making sure that we change the way we look at music. Actually, I think that the, what's happening is that the great artists, the grime artists, uh, the, 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 the rappers, the classical composers, the folk artists, the rock artists, they're all suddenly realising that actually... This is super powerful and there ain't nothing else to talk about that's more vital. And so everyone's going to start to challenge it in their own way and find their way of like communicating that to their audience. And that waking up and that realisation and bringing people to this cause is it's happening really fast in the UK. You know, we've changed the world through our music and through the, you know, the, 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 the power of, of the artist and 
I think there's going to be artists that are realizing if they're not talking about it, they're not on mission and they're not on point and and uh, their art becomes less and less relevant. So I think it's going to find its way into people's art. I hope, this is my hope. How do you, as someone who is, <laughs> someone who's aware of uh, the climate crisis and is actively working both in like, your professional and personal life yeah. to push it forward, how do you keep that almost balance between I as a musician but also government please give us money because we need you well that's a that's a really nice question to ask I, my practice as a as an artist and as a conservationist is about using music as a way of engendering growing a sense of love towards our environment for me most importantly the work that i do um, in the events i put on as a promoter i run the campfire club bringing people to sing unamplified round the fire musicians from all around the world uh in green spaces in London and beyond. These are all experiences that are about using music as a way of getting people closer to nature and in getting closer, people have an, an awakening and a realization that this is an extraordinary place to be in and that we have permission to be there. And that the wonderful opportunity is that music is the greatest tool to grow that sense of love and thus responsibility that we know that actually we do love the natural world. We need to protect it. It's those people who don't have any access or permission to be there because there is no broker, no agent to get people there. Those are That's where nothing happens and it dies and disappears. Mm. As you spoke, I was really vibing with that. I think two things for me, and I do, um, it reminds me of an organisation called Wild in the City, yeah. um, who work a lot with communities of colour and trying to... Yeah establish that connection with nature and the idea being once you have that connection you feel like you're a part of it and want to preserve it because it's hard to fight for something that you don't think is yours in the first place yeah. um this talk of nature is all well and good but i think there's a lot of people that wouldn't be able to connect with this at all they they have no connection with nature at all because there are so many cuts and so many like physical you know trees being taken down and spaces green spaces being yeah. removed especially in cities I guess, yeah, using music in natural spaces is a helpful way, but is there something that people can do in all genres of music? How do you make I can't it cool? Imagine, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't really imagine like a grime artist necessarily oh, doing yeah. something in, in the woods to kind of connect people to the trees that has nothing to do with their life directly because there are so many other things going on in their lives, maybe like, like social issues of how do regular people in the city connect with this that you're talking about this this seems quite middle class it seems like quite a luxury it may once have been um, but I think this is the most exciting challenge that we as a society have because remember the climate and ecological breakdown is the greatest um, social issue that we will ever experience on this earth we are looking at mass extinction if you look and look at the scientists there is nothing else that uh, comes close. So uh, our job as MDE, which is a gathering of many different artists from many different genres, it's about normalizing that uh, that awareness. And it's like, oh, I'm never gonna go out into nature. I'm never gonna you know, hang out there. I'm never, I'm never gonna speak about it or think about it or think that it's important yeah. or that I might depend on it. We want people to buy music. We want people to listen to music. We want to buy CDs. CDs are important because they support artists better than any other way. Digital downloads also have a huge carbon impact in terms of storage of data 
in, in you know in, uh, in so true. and the the battery consumption I didn't know that so <laughs> as someone that uh, um, primarily what was about the CD life before and and now uh, a lot of it is through streaming like probably most people um, f- you just imagine that things being aligned typically almost because you can't see the physical waste that that's been my mind a little bit the way our world is set up has been set up in an unsustainable way and you, there are things the, the plastic bottle the you know the, the power stations there are things that you visualize and you can easily connect to but when you like oh i want to download beyonce because there's a new album you would never think oh my god like that would in some way connect to the you know the climate crisis and i think that for me is like again it's like another like light bulb moment so something i found whilst i was researching was that in in berlin they found that nightclubs in a, over a weekend will consume the same amount of energy as a household in a whole year and that was the first thing that kind of brought me into this that kind of totally shocked me it's all about base isn't it it's just crazy <laughs> it's crazy all that base um i mean what have you heard any statistics that you've been like whoa that's really shaken me up every statistic shakes me up yeah. you know i think the 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 shock is about how we look if you look at the metrics of our lives and uh, our carbon dependency, it's so enormous. Um, there isn't any one particular one that really uh, astounds me. Um, I think the, the thing that I'm most amazed about, actually, if there's a statistic that shakes me up, it's about how planting trees and protecting forests is such a powerful way of combating that. Um, and uh, we are doing an amazing job friends of the earth doing an amazing job in trying to uh, double tree cover in this country and how vital that is in terms of us creating habitat at the same time it's such a positive act and yet also it helps recompense for the enormous drain that we put on the earth's resources so we've just had a, a chat with sam lee we're outside the sun is shining Looking it's nice to trees. be outside yeah <laughs> that's the sun that's some greenery. Um, we're in Northampton Square, I believe. What did you think of that? What did you think of him? I had a lot of what Oprah calls aha moments. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that genuinely got me was streaming music and the impact streaming music has on the planet. And it's, it's one of those, like, duh because ev- everything that uses power either uses power from renewables or from you know from things that that are harming the planet so but it's just like oh an instant thing of like I love music I listen to it every day leave the house on in the house on working on yeah and then it's the idea of like how I'm that action in and of itself it's like it's using so much power and I'm like it's just every facet of our lives and that genuinely has like oh my god that, that has that has left a, a point with me but on a more positive side of things the benefits of nature mm. is like is and also truly like they their studies have been showing that if you're the more in nature you are the better it is for your mental health and the idea that so many communities can't access nature yeah and can't have, go for yeah. a simple like a simple walk through some greenery yeah um especially like sort of inner city areas yeah. there's yeah. a lot of these areas that have been cut down and and removed yeah exactly it's actually quite lucky and nice that we're in nature at the moment i know even though it's a small bit in nature but you know there's a bit of greenery <laughs> yeah we get it where we can take it yeah and yeah and i think the idea of linking like nature to f- fixing the climate crisis and the idea of even things like doubling tree covers that we need more trees in our cities mm, and we need yeah. more nature in our cities um something trains. that i brought up was kind of class mm. um 
yeah, it's all well and good. But to me, you look relatively middle class. You're white, you're male. Um, it's a privilege. There's a privilege yeah. there. Yeah. That not many people have. No, I generally, whenever I think about the climate movement and and so, like individual solutions, I always think about class because all the alternatives seem to come with the price tag. And this idea of pricing people out, people who haven't re- caused the climate crisis, because we know it's uh, richer nations uh, yeah. that play the bigger role. So it's all of these things that I'm like, oh my God, yes. So we need to make sure that when we talk about solutions, that we don't talk about it from a way that alienates more people. It needs to be welcoming. Yeah. Like I wanna, as a working class person, yeah. I wanna feel like I can, do some change and make a difference and make a difference yeah. make an impact and in and in a way that isn't but to give people like real solutions and i think we can do that i like the fact that okay so even if i don't have money there's an element i'm connected to a community and just yeah. being with a group of people i yeah. can do something yeah, yeah yeah and that's why so like at friends of the earth we really really try and like th- invest in our community so it's w- where you live whether it's rural somewhere <laughs> or in a city um you can start but you can start like challenging the climate crisis by fixing the local first so do you need to campaign for more trees in your area do you need better transport do you need better options cheaper options and then work your way up and, and use that pressure to get the like system change that we need from government kind of being aware that yeah we can make these small changes and that's like the hope that we need i think yeah. without hope we we've lost the fight already the uk this year went for like record-breaking time without using coal we are changing things and the more people that are on board the more people that speak out the more people that change things the more we can win exactly hope yay (laughs) what i've learned is that it doesn't seem to matter what genre of music you represent the considerations are the same And yes, it's harder the more people you travel with, the more equipment you use. But when musicians and the love of music can be so unifying, what better industry to have on your side when we're facing such a crisis?